Sensors podcast consumers welcome to episode 85 of go tell the wall podcast i am of course your favorite podcast host the one and only sean or work we've got an action-packed show for you tonight and most importantly i'm going to kick things off with uh, congratulations to patriots nation patriots fans the patriots team and most importantly if you are an avid listener of the podcast most importantly you know where this congratulations is going and that is to my man julian edelman for winning the super bowl mvp this past sunday uh, in the Super Bowl, I was about to be like Super Bowl MVP in the Super Bowl. No, he won the Super Bowl MVP of the something else. Anyway, uh, so I had to get that out of the way. That's hence the little slightly longer. All right, uh, I'll talk a little bit about my Super Bowl experience in the parenting section. Uh, not a sports breakdown or anything, just my own personal watching experience, which I actually enjoyed immensely this year. Uh, so let's get into uh, the usual social plugs. Social plugs, you can follow us. I'm having mic issues. What is going on with my microphone? Uh, you can follow us before episodes, during episodes, after episodes, anytime you so please. And there are multiple ways to do that. You can do so on Twitter. Follow us at TellTheWallPod as well as at Magic Muppet. At TellTheWallPod and at Magic Muppet. Follow both of those. At TellTheWallPod is obviously the podcast Twitter account. And of course, at Magic Muppet is my own personal Twitter account. You know you just want to follow both of them. Uh, as Additionally, you can follow us on Facebook. Head on over to Facebook. We're currently live on Facebook right now for those of you that are only listening to the audio. Uh, and head on over to Facebook, facebook.com slash wall. Like our page, stay up to date on many, many things. We get a lot of updates going through there. Uh, we have a few different administrators that are pushing stuff through there as well, which kind of helps me to to keep things keep keep things sane, keep myself sane. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, but that's another way to follow us. And, of course, YouTube. We are still seeing increasing numbers on YouTube, luckily, uh, which is great. Uh, head on over to YouTube. Search Go Tell to the Wall. Subscribe to our page. Check out all our videos. That's where, if you only listen to the audio, you're going to see the actual live feed videos that go up there, uh, as well as our beer reviews, a bunch of different clips, and some new stuff that's going to be going up there in the next week or so. So look forward to that. But definitely head over to YouTube. Subscribe. Stay up to date. And most importantly... I don't say that lightly. Most importantly, and all-inclusive of those things I just mentioned would be SeanO'RourkeLive.com. That's right, SeanO'RourkeLive.com. Uh, that's my official website, the official website for the podcast, uh, as well as many, many other things. So head on over there, bookmark it, check back often. You're actually going to find links to all of those things I just mentioned, uh, as well as a link to our Patreon page, which if you are so inclined, uh, you, you can support us financially. Every little dollar helps immensely. So please, if you're so inclined and you have the means, please help us out. It helps to keep us running, helps to bring new concepts into the podcast, into the channel overall. It's a fantastic way uh, to show your support financially. And <clears throat> I don't know if I actually gave this shout out, but thank you to Pablo Whitman, uh, who was our most recent patron. It was a couple weeks ago, I think, and I just I completely dropped the ball on that one. Um, and on that same note, you can also still find our Indiegogo campaign uh, linked to SeanOrWorkLive.com. I believe it's also still linked to the YouTube if that's a way that you want to access it. Uh, and you can support us financially through there uh, instead of doing like little 
bits. It, uh, if you're not familiar with Patreon and Indiegogo, check them out. Even if you're not going to support us, support uh, creators and artists and everything that are out there. Uh, but that, that campaign is still up. And a big thank you to Steve Fritz, uh, who was a recent... Uh, uh, contributor to the Indiegogo campaign. So thank you very much, Steve, uh, who is also an avid fan of Go Tell Us the Wall podcast and channel. Thank you, thank you, thank you very much for supporting us and, and keeping us moving. It, it, I, it, the support is the most important thing to me, uh, and and I love seeing people enjoying the content uh, as well as sharing the content. You know, whatever it might be. Uh, so thank you to all of you out there for doing that. Uh, I've got it in my notes. I, I did it at the top of the show. Uh, congrats to Patriots fans. Chris was on for a second. We're prob I'm probably going to have to give another congratulations there because we, we'll, we'll just do a little freak out on the podcast for a minute. Uh, but moving on, beer this week. Beer this week. Really excited about this one. I really like this one. It is from Hangar 24. Hangar 24 is a local Southern California brewery. They're actually out of Redlands, California, uh, which is very, very, very far east of L.A., like not very far like Arizona, Nevada, uh, but it's very it's east of L.A. Uh, for those of you that aren't familiar with it, there's a there's a college campus out there that, that's somewhat well-known. Funny story, I actually almost went there uh, straight out of high school, thought about it, went and toured there and everything, had a bit of a scholarship, but but chose a different path. Who knows where I would have been. Might still be living in Redlands. I don't know. Uh, but Hangar 24, Betty IPA, super tasty, sitting at about 6.5% alcohol per per alcohol, alcohol volume, whatever they say that exact thing. Uh, like I said, it's a super tasty West Coast IPA. What I really like about Hangar 24 is not only the taste, uh, and of course they are a fully, fully, fully independent craft brewery uh, verified by, certified by the Brewers Association. What else I like about it is they do they have cool bottle art, uh, and the Betty IPA actually is is a uh, what do you, what do you call it like it's an homage that's the word I'm looking for uh, to the old the old World War II airplanes where they had like the pinup models on them uh, and that kind of stuff and so the Betty in the Betty IPA is actually referencing uh, the the pinup art that they would do on those planes and I really like it I'm a big fan of pinup art I just I that's you know I I, en I enjoy it not in a weird like creepy perverted way I, just, I think it's fantastic I love the old like Betty Page and 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 pinup art kind of concept of everything there's there's some in the studio here but you just can't really see it on the live feed uh, but there's some in the studio as well so I do love that about them as well super tasty uh, get your hands on one Chris you're not gonna like this one it's definitely too hoppy for you but if you're into the hops, not super punchy in the face hoppy, but definitely a hoppy IPA, West Coast IPA, a little citrusness to it. Super tasty. Check them out. Hangar 24. Uh, they've, and they've got other beers, too. Uh, if you're into Hefenweizens, they have a uh, they have a really good Hefenweizen. Uh, so check that one out if, if you're not into the IPAs. Uh, and one more thing before I move on, I want to say this just happened today, and many of you out there might not be familiar with this individual, but rest in peace, Frank Robinson. Uh, Frank Robinson was a Major League Baseball player. Uh, for many, many, many years before my time of enjoying baseball, uh, but my direct experience with him was more as a manager. He was actually the very first African-American manager in Major League Baseball. He unfortunately passed away today. He's, of course, also a Hall of Famer, was a two-time MVP. Uh, yeah, Chris, you need to check out the Hangar 24 Hefenweizen. Uh, but Frank Robinson, rest in peace. He did lead, lead a good life. Uh, he was, I, I, I believe, in his 80s, early 80s, maybe late 70s. Uh, still a little too young for me, but at least he, you know, we're not talking someone going down in their 50s here. Uh, but still, rest in peace. We're going to miss you, and, and you were definitely an inspiration for all baseball fans. I'm sure Chris, who is also a baseball fan, can agree with me on this. Uh, the life and legacy of Frank Robinson. 
Uh, so unfortunately, we have lost a, a baseball icon today. Just happened today. Uh, so we needed to recognize that just, just briefly. Uh, and if you're not familiar with him and you are interested, definitely check him out. Even if you're not a sports baseball whatever fan, uh, he, he, he had an interesting life. And like I said, first African-American manager in the major leagues. I mean, that's that's pretty cool regardless of, of – you know, your the amount you pay attention to sports, you know. Uh, all right, moving on to some social media trends. Social media trends. I was enjoying them this week. I was thoroughly enjoying them this week. I don't have any serious ones. Like, we've, I feel like we've been having serious ones the past couple weeks. No serious ones tonight. Uh, so let's get into those. Hashtag, I'm so gangsta I. Hashtag, I'm so gangsta I. This one made me laugh out loud. It's coming from at its Amelia. Uh, hashtag, hashtag, I'm so gangsta, I accept the terms and conditions without reading them. Yes. Uh, I would like to say, hashtag, I'm so gangsta, I will dance around the living room with my daughter while wearing a tutu. That's how gangsta I get in my house. <laughs> this is just part of being a parent. I'm sure Chris can relate. Uh, all right, another one I enjoyed this week. Hashtag, make a new friend in four words. Hashtag, Make a new friend in four words. Uh, and this one is, there's a lot of good ones. And and I'll tell you, there was, uh, I saw someone on here. Uh, what was it? Uh, we're here for you. Crisis Text Line actually put out a tweet that was just hashtag make a new friend in four words and said, we're here for you. So that one's a little serious, but I did enjoy that. The one I really enjoyed was uh, hashtag make a new friend in four words. I'll buy you lunch. I'll buy you lunch. Uh, that would definitely work for me. What will work even better is if someone said to me, I'll buy you beer. Then you just made a friend. You, you got a friend in me. <laughs> you got a friend in me. Uh, I believe that's a Toy Story song or reference. I don't know. I wasn't in, as into Toy Story as everyone else. So check that one out. Hashtag make a new friend in four words. Uh, this one. Hashtag the thing I miss most. Hashtag the thing I miss most. And peop check this one out. I'm not going to get into a bunch of these. Uh, someone said, uh, at bloom till I break. Uh, hashtag thing I miss most, my bed. Uh, a little more depressing. Hashtag the thing I miss most, having hope. But they did finish that with an LOL. So not that, I guess. I, is, that how, is that the world we live in now? You say something super depressing, and if you follow it up with an LOL, then it's not that, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Man, I'll tell you, I forgot to take my ibuprofen before I came in the studio tonight, and my neck is killing me. It's killing me. I got a bad neck. I've had a bad neck since 2010 when I injured it, and it's just, if I don't take my ibuprofen before sitting in the studio, this is going to be, I'm going to need a little extra beer here. That, that's where we're at. Mm -hmm. Anyway, moving on. Oh, no, I want to share with you uh, mine, my own personal one. Hashtag the thing I miss most is common sense. Common sense, that's what I miss the most in this world, in this country. God, especially in this friggin' country. It's an embarrassing place to live. Hopefully it gets better soon. I don't see it happening any, but hopefully it gets better soon. Uh, this one I really enjoyed, and I can't really even share a bunch of them with you. Uh, and this one's been around for a little while. because It's funny, I, I want to say it was last episode. I was looking through some social trends, and I was like, oh, and I, I, I was like, Don, I was like, no, no, I don't need any more. And then today it popped up again. I was like, oh, perfect. Uh, so I can't really share these with you, but I encourage you to check this one out because it's going to make you laugh. And that is hashtag unscience and animal. Again, hashtag unscience and animal. Uh, so basically we have people and it's great because there's zoos and like uh, uh, audible. What the heck? 
like bird sanctuaries and stuff like that that have been sharing these photos. Uh, so again, check them out. But it's basically breakdowns, pictures of animals, and they have renamed parts of the animals that are not very scientific. For example, there's one that's a picture of a bald eagle. And while referencing its tail feathers, it says feather skirt. While referencing talons, it says danger digits. Yes, I'm, I'm thoroughly a fan of this one. I think check it out. It's great. It's fantastic. Uh, but I'm, I'm not going to sit here and share a bunch of these with you. Now, one last hashtag for all of you out there. One, one last hashtag. And I want all of you to share this. I especially want you to share this for obvious reasons, but I want you to also share it for any reason that you might see fit just to show support. And that's hashtag support indie podcasts. Again, hashtag support indie podcast. That's I-N-D-I-E, not like I-N-D-Y, Indy 500, I-N-D-I-E. Uh, I would love for anyone out there listening, if you are active on social media, which is like a very small fraction of our audience, however, if you are active on social media, please share our podcast with the hashtag support indie podcasts or any other indie podcasts out there that you might be a fan of. Please, 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 please share those Help those fan bases to grow uh, and show your support for indie pod, any podcast, definitely, but especially indie podcasts. And if you're confused with indie, like this is an indie podcast. If you're listening to like an ESPN podcast, that's not an indie podcast. That is a corporate podcast. There's nothing wrong with that, but this is to grow indie podcasts. People that are trying to grow their brand. I hate that word, grow your brand, but that's what they're trying to do. That's what we've been doing for, for well over two years. Uh, so show your support for this podcast as well as any other indie podcasts out there that you might be listening to. And again, I, I know technically like Mark Marin is indie, but come like, come on. Let's find the podcasts that don't have a bunch of title sponsors and all that other good stuff and support those on social media platforms. Do it. Do it. Just do it. All right, moving on to some TV, film, and books. God, this is the one. Chris, I know you're already up on all this stuff. Uh, we've got producer Chris on the live feed. I'm sure Bridget will be joining soon. She's probably putting the girls to sleep. I know how that goes. Oh, man. My two-year-old was screaming and crying a few minutes ago as, as my wife was putting her to sleep. Uh, but we had some news come down from Disney. Uh, for those of you, and, and, and I might be getting ahead of myself here, so forgive me if my notes kind of get out of whack here. Uh, Disney had their, their quarterly earnings call this week with Bob Iger. If, if you're not familiar with these, like any company does these. The, the thing is, when it's a studio that does it like Disney, you end up getting all this information that comes out that's, that's pertinent to from a consumer standpoint, not necessarily just like the stock market and everything else. And so we've got some information based on that, uh, as well as some inf other information that's been trickling down really the past few days based on that call and based on some other moves that Disney uh, has made. One of those, and thank you to Chris for sharing this one with me. So you, you have to be aware of it. You shared this freaking information with me earlier in the week. Uh, and that's, that's Deadpool and Disney. Iger actually confirmed uh, there will be no, and I quote, tone down for Deadpool. Uh, it, that means it's still going to have an R rating. Everyone's a little bit worried about that with Disney purchasing 20th Century Fox, because they now own the rights to Deadpool, despite the fact that they really, I mean, Deadpool's a Marvel character. They're still making money off of Fox movies that were Deadpool movies. Uh, so we did get confirmation they're going to stay R-rated. They're not going to tone it down, as Bob Iger said, which is fantastic. Uh, makes sense. I, I, I don't see any reason. Now, I, I could see if you wanted to put him in a crossover film or something, and he's not dropping F-bombs left and right. That totally makes sense. But don't, don't tone down Deadpool. And I'm glad they're not. Uh, the interesting thing, which totally makes sense. And again, for those of you not familiar, uh, he 
Iger did stipulate that they're going to brand it correctly. So it's, it, it may not be a Marvel Studios or it might be somewhat branded Marvel Studios, but won't be a Walt Disney Studios. Uh, again, if you're not familiar, Disney owns a bunch of studios. Like they, uh, I don't know if they still do. Chris can correct me on this if I'm wrong. They did at one time own Miramax. Uh, so Disney's actually putting out, they're not putting out all family-friendly films. They have other labels that they're able to put these other films out through. And so that's probably what we're going to see with Deadpool, which, which absolutely makes sense. I, I, I totally get it. Uh, when I was at Disney, at, like I would and I, I would see films being developed, and I was like, that's going under Miramax, that's going to go over here, you know, ABC Studio, whatever it might have been. Uh, and it totally makes sense, but the fantastic thing is we will not be seeing uh, a PG-rated Deadpool. Because, like, who wants to see that? After the precedent that has now been set by the fantastic Ryan Reynolds, nobody wants to see a PG Deadpool. A little more news, of course, from Disney. Captain Marvel and Netflix. We got literal confirmation from Bob Iger that Captain Marvel, which comes out in March, I believe. I don't have it right in front of me. Uh, It comes out before Avengers Endgame, and Avengers Endgame is April, so I assume it's March. Uh, That will not be on Netflix, despite the fact that you have been able to see Marvel films on Netflix for the past few years. In fact, I when I finally got around to watching Infinity War, I watched it on Netflix. Right? It, they had it on Netflix. That's how I watched it. Uh, we have confirmation Captain Marvel will not be on Netflix. It will be exclusive, exclusively on Disney+. Plus, Which is another announcement that came down this week. We now have confirmation on the name for Disney's streaming service, their answer to Netflix+. I would kind of say their answer to Hulu, but it's not because it's going to be more film-based. It's going to have television shows, but it's really their answer to Netflix uh, because we all know you own part of Hulu, Disney, and you're not trying to sync Hulu. You're probably trying to sync Netflix. Uh, And like I said, and I knew this was coming. We've been talking about it for like a year, maybe even more. Um, It's starting, and and it gets worse. And here's the one that just stabbed me in the heart. Stabbed me because I'm not getting Disney+. Plus. And you know I'm not getting Disney Plus because when I tell you when I'm what I'm about to tell you, if this doesn't get me paying money for Disney Plus, there's nothing that will. There's going to be a new Muppet revival. That's right, new Muppet television show revival. This is of course, and it's headlined by Josh Gad and the creators of Once Upon a Time. If you're not familiar with Once Upon a Time, it's an ABC ABC show. Go check it out. I'm not going to get into a bunch of that. Um, and like I said, this would be awesome. But it's going to be exclusively on Disney+. Plus. This is like the thing. They were like, oh, Muppets. We're p-. That's the furthest they could go to upset me. Like, I'm, I'm still not paying for Disney+. Plus. And I'd be like, wait, am I? No, I'm still not paying for Disney+. Plus. I'm going to have to f- figure out a way to get those things pirated. I do not endorse uh, uh, illegal downloads and, and illegal streaming and stuff. But, man, we might have to do that. Might have to do that just to see some Muppets. Um, all right. I like This one's tiring me out because I feel like there's so much Disney news this week. Uh, some additional news from Disney Plus after we got the confirmation on the name. Uh, we've gotten news that Disney Plus will not just, and this is how like I know they're trying to kill Netflix. It won't just be Disney properties and Disney uh, IP. They're actually going to license non-Disney shows for streaming as well. So look forward to that as well. What I'm hoping, and like I said, they're trying to completely kill Netflix. What I'm hoping is that those licenses aren't going to go exclusively to Disney+, Plus, uh, because that's just fantastic. And really, from on another note, here's the thing. Do you remember back in the 90s when everyone, like, was shaking their fists? Microsoft is a monopoly and all this other stuff. What, nobody's saying anything about Disney right now. 
Disney is basically trying to own the entirety of the media world. It's happening right in front of our eyes. That, that's They want to own everything. They want to have their hands in everything instead of just licensing their out, their stuff out like like big pe- big boys do. You know, they're they're like the little greedy child on the playground. They're like, I have this basketball. And then there's a kid over there that has like an, a basketball. It's just about as nice. And he goes over. And says, Give me that basketball. Now I got two basketballs. But you're not even playing with those. But I got them. Disney is a greedy kid on the playground. That's all this is. Greedy kid on the playground. I'm I'm real. I'm kind of sick of it. Kind of sick of it. But it is what it is. We're we're just sitting by and letting them take over the world, much like we are right with this thing. Because what does Disney do? They buy up everything. They get their hands in everything, and then they squeeze everything until it's completely dry. You know, we had to have an animated film. Now all those animated films are going to have a live action film. Even if they're not actually live action, because there's not actual lions in Lion King, so it's not live action. But we're going to call it live action. And then everything's got to go on the stage, too. Thanks to the film I just mentioned, Lion King. Well, we've got another stage musical coming out of Disney. And this would be Hercules. That's right, Hercules. The animated film from the 90s. I would say terrible, but I'm honestly not familiar with it. I I actually saw this thing in the theater. I was there with my young, young cousins back in, like, 97 or whenever it was. Took him to see a movie uh, with my aunt as well. So that's probably why I don't really recall the film because they were very young and probably, you know, run around and stuff. Uh, But we are going to be seeing a Hercules stage musical. It's coming this summer. Uh, So look forward to that. Uh, I will tell you the one thing I'm going to enjoy about it is I hope James Woods just like explodes on Twitter when they tell him he can have no part whatsoever in the Hercules stage production. I don't even know if he would want it, but... Um, for those of you who aren't not familiar with Hercules, James Woods was one of the main characters in Hercules. Yeah, that James Woods, the one who should just be shot into space and never to be seen again. That James Woods. Uh, we got some good news, some news. I don't know. I think it's good news, but I, I don't know how big a news this is. And it's out of Shameless, a uh, Showtime show that I talk about quite a bit because it's a fantastic show. Cameron Monaghan, who plays Ian, he actually left the show end of season eight. Or no, maybe, maybe, no, partway through season nine. We're on season nine now. Um, Chris, correct me if I'm wrong. Partway through season nine, left the show. Uh, they didn't kill him off or anything. And we just got news that he's going to be coming back for season 10. Shameless has been renewed for a season 10, so there's definitely going to be a season 10. Uh, and he's going to be coming back for season 10. When he was asked why he's coming back to the show, uh, he basically bluntly said, money. Wants to make money again being on Shameless, because I'm sure he makes a decent amount of money. It's a very, very popular show. Uh, and I'll be happy to see the Ian character back. Uh, unfortunately, like I said before, we're losing the Fiona character, uh, which is Emmy Rossum, uh, but we are gaining one of the original characters coming back to the show, so that'll be nice. And I'll tell you, uh, this isn't a spoiler for those of you that aren't caught up. I'm enjoying Katie Seagal on the show as well. She's, like It's funny, I watch the show, I'm like, dude, what, what? And there's like all these people just pop up, and Katie Seagal uh, has a bit of a story arc going on right now. The, the, nothing's spoiled if, if you're not caught up. You, like, you've probably seen her unless you're like way far behind, uh, and if you haven't even started watching it, you'll forget that she's on it, and then you'll see it, and you'll be like, oh yeah, Katie Seagal's on this. Yeah. So, And I'm, enjoy- I'm enjoying her story arc. She's a fantastic actress. Fantastic show overall. Remember, we talked about the uh, the Ice Children's Choir. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> They're not afraid of tackling uh, controversial topics either, which is great. Oh, man. Speaking of Super Bowl, Maroon 5. Man. Here's the thing. I don't usually watch the Super Bowl halftime show. 
I don't. I don't. I usually do not watch it. Uh, I'm usually getting up, hitting the bathroom, grabbing some food, grabbing a couple beers, you know. And I, I still, even though I smoke a vape, I go outside and smoke. I mean, you know, in, in the past, I'd be outside smoking. I mean, 2014, I'm outside chain smoking <laughs> cigarettes for the Super Bowl, and, and my buddy Mike comes running out. There's what throwing the cigarette, running inside and yelling is a whole thing. Uh, but this year, I actually sat at home and watched it. It was just me and my daughter watching the Super Bowl. Just my daughter and I. Uh, I taught her how to cheer for Julian. Very subdued cheering. I, I made sure there was no cursing going on, despite the fact that I was quite nervous throughout the game. Uh, I mean, as nervous as you can be when you've won five, when your team's won five Super Bowls and you're just two years removed from a Super Bowl. Uh, you still get a little nervous, but I was nervous. Uh, so we watched the halftime show. I'm watching it with my kid, you know, because she's she's running around and I'm watching the show, and she's sitting with me for a while on the couch and watching the game and watching. Halftime show was like, oh, this is perfect for you. Man, I, I don't know if I would say worst halftime show ever, but, I mean, that was just like a piece of shit. I, I can't believe that anybody put that together. And you say, oh, the drones and whatever, dude. What Like, get some artists that, that are going to be appealing to the masses. And Maroon 5, to, to their credit, they weren't that terrible. It was just like, this is Maroon 5. We've had Rolling Stones and Prince on the, and Michael Jackson on the halftime. Maroon 5. And then on top of that, Big Boy, like, they, they traipse him out for, like, two seconds. They're like, hey, it's Big Boy, and then Big Boy's gone. And then there's some other rapper. This tra- that, that was the killer of the sh- Like, the thing that bothered me the most about the halftime show, they have this rapper, I, I think Travis Scott or something. I've never heard his music before. I'd never heard it. And uh, that's fine. Like, I'm not saying, oh, he's terrible because I've never heard his music before. But I'm watching him. I'm watching him. And he's horrible on stage. No stage presence whatsoever. He's wearing some weird stuffed animal around his waist. I couldn't even understand what was going on there. And then the kicker, the kicker on all of it, if you watch the halftime show, did you notice that they were bleeping out lyrics? They were bleeping out lyrics for that Travis Scott dude. And obviously, I'm a punk rock fan. I have no problem with curse words in music. However, if you know you're playing the halftime show of the Super Bowl, why are you picking a song that's got... A bunch of curse words in it. And if you don't have any songs that don't have curse words in them, maybe don't play the halftime show of the Super Bowl. I don't care if you weren't the main act. Like, it just sounded stupid. The first time it, it like, bleeped out because it, it doesn't, there's no bleeps, you know. It's not like, beep. It, now it's just, it just stops for a second. And the first time I was like, Some, something wrong with the TV? Are, are we losing sound on the TV? And then it happened like three more times. I was like, oh, no, he's just cursing to 100,000 people in the stadium and they don't want to put it on tel- like. Jeez, and then what's his name? I can't even. I don't even care about his name. I because he's to me the lead singer of Maroon Five is a reality television star right now because he's a judge on one of those stupid singing shows. He's a reality television star. He's not a freaking uh, musician. Uh, when he took off his shirt, I was just like, okay, now this is dumb. This is just dumb, dumb, dumb. And I was over it. Fortunately, my mood Im- my mood improved drastically. Uh, because the Patriots did win the Super Bowl. Julian Edelman, well-deserved MVP. That is my absolute favorite Patriot right now. Might go down as my favorite Patriot of all time. I, I think he might. I think he might. He's going to be a career Patriot, so that's going to be fun. Uh, and then, of course, when the game ended, I blasted a little bit of Dropkick Murphy shipping up to Boston to the chagrin of my neighbors because, if if you remember correctly, I live in Los Angeles, California. The New England Patriots beat the Los Angeles Rams to win the Super Bowl. So I had to be a little subdued, but I did have some shipping up to Boston blasting from my house. Uh, and, of course, my my daughter and I literally jumped around the house. I was dancing with her, and then she just started going, jump, jump, jump. And so we just jumped around the house to shipping up to Boston to celebrate the Super Bowl win. 
My wife wasn't even here. <laughs> it was awesome. It was just me and my kid. Me and my daughter. Super Bowl uh, 53. Fantastic. A uh, little more TV, film, and books here. This one just came down recently. I think just today this one came out. Uh, are you familiar with the comic strip Boondocks? Super popular comic strip uh, when comics were really a thing in the newspaper. I don't even know if they're still... Eh, maybe they're still in the newspaper. I haven't read a newspaper in years. Uh, but the Boondocks, super popular comic. Definitely an edgier comic. Uh, did not shy away from, from somewhat controversial topics. Somewhat controversial being... Like, if you listen to this podcast, they're not controversial topics to you. It's stuff you would agree with. Uh, but to the masses, some stuff can be controversial. Well, Aaron Magruder, the creator of the Boondocks, is back with new Boondocks comics. And he actually released these uh, on Instagram. Instagram, just this week, a couple of new comic strips came out. And I'm sure we're going to see more of these. Uh, and surprise, surprise, they really, really attack uh, the Orange Menace. And it's funny because when I saw this today and I was like, oh, yeah, the Boondocks, I'd forgotten about it. There was a cartoon years ago and stuff. And I was like, I totally forgot about this. And I was like, Orange Menace has been in office for two years. What took this dude so long? Like, he, the Orange Menace is sitting there in the White House and he's just basically giving you content to write about, uh, uh, what's his face, the, the Aaron Magruder, the creator of Boondocks. He's giving you content to write about. Uh, so I'm glad to see that's back. Check it out and, uh, and, and, and enjoy and enjoy. Okay. I'm going to get a sip of my uh, Betty IPA here. This one, if you have not seen Avengers Infinity War, go ahead and fast forward like three minutes. Uh, I have some thoughts on Avengers Infinity War. It's finally sunk in with me, and I finally, I've looked at some theories when it comes to Avengers Endgame, which is going to be the next Avengers film. Uh, now, clearly, based on the ad campaign that's come out so far, especially the Super Bowl spot, we have seen... Uh, that event that for Endgame, they're really going to play on emotions, super play on emotion because we have these Avengers, these superheroes, everyone in that world that has lost loved ones. And you can see they're really playing on it. You see Captain America and this is in the spot. I'm not spoiling anything. You see him really upset about losing all his friends and everything else. You know, it even says, I don't know what I'll do if it doesn't work in one of the spots. So they're really clearly playing on emotion. And if you think about it, Everyone in the film, all of the main characters, lost someone extremely close to them. Rocket lost all of the other Guardians of the Galaxy. Not just one or two, all of them. They're gone. Uh, Cap lost Bucky. You know, um, and I'm blanking on the Black Panther characters, but, you know, Black Panther lost. So that's like an entire nation that, that doesn't have someone. Um... And, the, you know, all of them that went down, it was very emotional. Spider-Man goes down. Tony Stark is very emotional. It's all about emotion. They're really playing on the emotions. However, there's an obvious one where both of them are there. And that would be Black Widow and Hulk. Black Widow and Hulk. Neither of them, despite their, their relationship and how much emotion that they could get, really get out of one of them being gone, get the emotion out of the other one, they're both there still. Based on that, uh, I, I would 100% say that they're both going to play a very, very, very important role in Endgame. And they are pertinent to the beginning of Endgame and bringing back some of these characters. So that's going to be interesting. Of course, all of this is conjecture. I'm just guessing. This is based on now that I've finally seen Infinity War and I've viewed uh, some of the trailers for Endgame. Um, and essentially, anyone that wasn't needed died. They're gone. 
So I think on top of knowing that those two characters, both of those characters are going to be pertinent, uh, I think everyone that didn't fade away because of the Thanos snap is going to be extremely important to the film because everyone else, they just said, boom, you're gone. You're going to fade away. You're gone. Uh, and of course, based on that, I think they're all going to be back in the new film, and then maybe we'll lose a couple. Uh, and of course, everyone on Titan had to completely be gone. You're right, all the original... Oh, see, that's part of it. But I don't. I think there's more to it than that, Chris. Uh, and then on top of that, all of the Guardians of the Galaxy had to uh, had to go so that uh, so Tony Stark could be left adrift in space. And I think this one's conjecture, but I think we all are all in agreement that Captain Marvel is going to go up into space and save Tony Stark and bring him back. And obviously, uh, he has a huge role to play in uh, in Endgame because we we literally saw Doctor Strange give up one of the stones to spare Tony's life. So we know that he's going to have a huge role to play in it. Um, but I think we're going to see a lot of emotion through the beginning of Endgame based on what we've seen with Infinity War. And then obviously things are going to kind of progress along there. So we'll see. I've been paying attention to it. Um, the one thing, I did say everyone will be back. I'm 100% certain, I'm 100% certain in my theory, of course. I'm not certain because I have leaks from Marvel Studios or anything, uh, but I'm certain in my theory that all of the Avengers will be back. Uh, the one possibility, I'm along with new characters, which is funny, I'm not a comic book guy. I'm like not a huge comic book guy. I used to read X-Men back in the 90s. I was a little bit into X-Men. However, I was very much into collecting comic cards. I was a baseball card kid. Uh, and then as I got older, I got into comic cards. So I'm actually very familiar with a lot of these characters. In fact, when I watched that atrocity that was Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 and Ego came out, I was like, oh, dude, I got that dude's card. I'm <laughs> like right here. Uh, so I'm seeing more of that. And I, like, I really have a feeling we're going to see Galactus. Uh, Black Knight is coming, which I talked about recently on the podcast. I'm sure Black Knight is coming at some point. Uh, and Better Ray Bill. Looks like Better Ray Bill is going to be coming at some point based on some conjecture. Uh, but what I was saying, one of those characters, I wouldn't be surprised if we see a new Black Panther because there is a comic book arc. Chris, help me out here because Chris is probably more familiar with the comic book arc uh, where... Uh, Black Panther's sister, who's a character in the film, actually takes up the mantle of Black Panther, uh, which could be interesting to, to get another strong female superhero in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I'd be interested to see that. Uh, so I think without eliminating Black Panther completely, they, they could change characters. I don't know that. Again, complete conjecture. But I am pretty confident that all of the characters will be coming back. Um, I'm looking forward to Endgame. I might actually see Captain Marvel and Endgame in the theater. I just, I don't know. I can't take my kid to see them, but I might actually see them, especially because you're not going to be able to see them on freaking Netflix, and I got tired of waiting for an Infinity War. All my friends, Chris included, our producer Chris, uh, giving me a hard time about not seeing it. It took me, what, a year or so to see Infinity Yeah. I lag on it. I don't get to the theater a lot. I just, I don't. Instead, I, when I do get free time, I, I spend it going to concerts and stuff. Because uh, it, it's easy to watch a film. Uh, Shuri, thank you. Shuri is uh, Black Panther's sister, and she has her own comic book series. I, I knew there was an arc where uh, she takes up the Black Panther mantle, um, so that's cool. And we'll see if it does go to that. But like I, like I was saying, it's easy to watch a film uh, in, in your own living room when your kid's sleeping. It's harder to get out to the theater and, and have a babysitter and everything else. I mean, obviously, my wife can stay home, but I like... If I'm going to going out for the night, and it's like I'm not going to see a movie. I'm going, you know, usually going to do something with my wife or whatever else, so... We'll see if I actually get around to those. All right, let's get into some parenting. Oh, I have so much parenting this week. It's crazy. It's crazy how much parenting we have this week. Uh, first thing I want to talk about, I found this article actually on Wired. 
And I've talked about this briefly before, and I've always found this uh, fairly interesting. And it talks about child stars. And child stars not really being in Hollywood anymore, uh, but being on YouTube. In fact, they talk about one particular child, child YouTube star uh, who, who has a channel called Ryan's World. And he does toy reviews. This kid, Ryan, and Ryan's World, cleared $22 million last year. $22 million of, of revenue. And the question I have is, is it healthy for kids? Is it healthy to have kids pulling in $22 million of revenue? I don't, I don't know. I don't have an answer. Does the kid really enjoy it? Maybe. And if they do, then that's great. He's reviewing toys or toy companies. Then, then that's fine. Uh, however, I do think it's a dangerous precedent. And it can be a slippery slope. And one of those reasons is, uh, I did a little research recently, and as far as I can find, Coogan Laws do not apply to YouTube. If you're not familiar with Coogan Laws, they're named after Jackie Coogan, who was essentially the original child star. Died poor. His parents took all his money. So Coogan Laws ensure that money earned by a child actor is put aside, at least some of it is put aside in a trust for when they get older. Now, this isn't a national law. It's law in California, New York, and really a lot of states where entertainment is big. There's no Coogan laws for YouTube stars. $22 million. None of that had to be put aside for the kid. None. None legally. Now, I, do I know the parents? No. I have no idea. Maybe they put, put aside $20 million of it. I, I don't know. I don't. However, that's where it becomes a slippery slope. And these are things we need to pay attention to. And especially because you know it's going to blow up at some point. This whole streaming thing, it's going to blow up. We've hit, we, like, we've hit points in that already where we had the YouTube burnout and stuff. All this other stuff, I can't do it. YouTube, that was a thing. And popularity of certain videos has gone down. They've taken prank videos off of YouTube. All that stuff's gone. So eventually that bubble's going to burst. Is it going to go away completely? Probably not. It, it's, it's like the dot-com bubble. Like the dot-coms didn't go away. It was just a bubble that burst. And a lot of people lost money. Now, these child YouTube stars are not going to lose money, but they're not going to be bringing in $22 million. Like this kid, he's not going to be bringing in $22 million a year for the rest of his life. And this kid, is, is Ryan, is making tons of money. So you have other kids out there that are making maybe a few thousand throughout the year and then start getting used to, accustomed to a certain lifestyle. And then it goes away. Uh, so for me, what I would say for this is just let kids be kids. If they enjoy it, th then by all means. But... Keep, keep expectations at a certain point. Don't make it their entire life. Even if they enjoy it, don't make it their entire life. And remember, here's the most important thing I can say for anyone out there who's a parent uh, and, and possibly putting their kids on things. I don't put my kid on anything. Pictures. I post photos of her and maybe a funny video of her doing something, but I don't bring her in the studio. You know, I don't shoot promos with her or anything. It's just, and that's my choice. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with this. It's just my choice. And the main reason I don't do that uh, is there are, cre there are creeps out there. There's creeps out there. In fact, I'm going to talk to you about a creep in real life <laughs> once we get into that. Oh, man. I got some funny ones for you. I want to share these with you. I had an interest, I've had an interesting parenting week this past week or so. I already told you I spent Super Bowl Sunday instead of drinking and eating food and, and, and you know yelling at a TV with a bunch of my friends. Usually I'm doing it with, with producer Chris because we watch the Super Bowl together usually when it's the Patriots. Uh, so I, I enjoyed that, spending time with my kid. And there's a lot of that going on this week. There was one very annoying thing this week. Uh, so two nights ago, 
I'm laying on the couch. I'm watching TV with my with my wife, and I, I think she's asleep. She tends to fall asleep on the couch, you know. It's like 11:30 at night, and so I'm like, oh, okay, I'm gonna go to bed. And what I do is we have a front gate at our house, and I, I tend to just leave it unlocked, you know, during the day. Uh, I'll lock it if we leave, you know, or if like if helicopters flying overhead, and I know there's a police, then I go out and lock it, you know. Uh, but I always lock it at night before we go to bed. So I, I go out and I'm like, okay, I'm going to go lock the door. And I go to grab my keys. Like we have a mail table. Keys sit there. And I look, I'm like, hmm, my keys are not here. So I check my pockets. And I'm like, where are my keys? I start tearing apart the living room. My wife wakes up. She's like, what are you doing? I was like, I can't find my keys. They got to be around here somewhere. And granted, I hadn't really left the house too much that day. Uh, I think it was a little rainy. I was at the grocery store, but it came home. I was able to get into the door with my keys. So like I had the keys at home. They couldn't have been far. The furthest I went after getting home like, and staying at home that day uh, was to the mailbox out of the front. So I was like, did I leave him in the mailbox? Like, you know, sitting in the mailbox key there. I was like, I don't know. Tearing, tearing apart the house. I don't know where they could be. I'm saying, I don't know. This is crazy. And my OCD doesn't let me get off of this. It's just not a possibility. If I lose something, especially something as important as my keys... And I have a special keychain that, that, well, my daughter gave me, but obviously my wife bought for my very first Father's Day. So I'm, free, I'm just freaking out about all this. I even go into my, I'm looking through my room, tearing apart, tearing apart our bedroom. Going, even go into my daughter's room, and I've got a flashlight in my hand. And I'm like half covering it. I'm looking around on the floor because I was in there with her at bedtime. What's going on? I'm looking on her changing table, even looking at her hamper. I go outside and I look in the trash can because I had taken out some, some trash to the trash can. I'm looking, shining a flashlight down in there. Neighbors probably thought I was freaking insane. Like and finally, and I'm doing this until like one o'clock in the morning, hour and a half of looking. I'm like, I don't, I don't know, I, I don't know where the hell. I'm looking down in my backyard, in my driveway, and just everywhere. I don't know, I don't know where they could be, freaking out. And after a while, I'm like, okay, I, I just, I gotta try to go to bed. I was like, I told my wife, I was like, please just go to bed. Like, you don't need to be. And she, but she knows the stress that I go through because of of losing something like that. So I finally go to bed. I'm tossing and turning in bed. I don't fall asleep until four thirty in the morning. Four thirty in the morning. Next morning, I'm laying in bed. Laying in bed, and my wife goes to get my daughter up. You know, she's getting ready for work. She usually gets ready for work, and then goes uh, starts getting ready for work, and then goes gets her up for the morning. You know, and I'm laying in bed, and I hear her open my daughter's door, and I hear and I hear like a jingle, 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 and I just hear my wife go, "What do you have?" She had my keys in her crib with her. Now, of course, I had checked in her room, but I didn't want to shine a flashlight in her crib and wake her up at one o'clock in the morning. She had my keys the entire time, lost sleep, and she held them out to my wife so proudly, like she had found them. Here you go. I was just like, oh my God. So now, the past two days, I'm checking where my keys are every five minutes. Uh, but be careful out there, parents. Make sure your kids don't get a hold of your keys. Ugh. On the same note with my daughter, I actually had her, uh, went for a walk yesterday. I take her, we usually go for a walk a couple miles, you know, every day, unless it's raining or super cold, like it's been here in Los Angeles, super cold being relative. We've been in the thirties though. Those of you back East in the Midwest, I mean, it's not that crazy polar vortex, but it's, that's cold. We don't know how to function in this, but we go for a walk, uh, yesterday, come home and usually we get home and, and my kid, my daughter likes to play in the yard. We got a sandbox and like a water table and the water table, not going right now because it's cold, but whole bunch of stuff, and she plays. she got a slide and stuff and does all that stuff. thing is, she put on uh, some special limited edition vans to go for a walk. Shout out to Juliet. My friend Juliet was here, uh, actually, hanging out for a little while and put the shoes on it because she wanted to put them on. So we get home, and it's muddy in the yard. It's been raining the day before. It's been raining like crazy here in Los Angeles. I'm like, no, no, no. we got to change your shoes. 
and I had to have a discussion with my two-year-old about changing out of limited edition vans so that she didn't get them muddy. I don't think she fully understood, but my thing is she's going to appreciate it in a few years. A few years, you know. Limited edition being real. I mean, these these are the special Peanuts ones. I actually have matching vans of hers. And it's funny, I actually tweeted. It's like, oh, I spent part of my day convinc- uh, explaining to my two-year-old that she could not wear her limited edition vans in the mud. Uh, and, of course, Vans tweets <laughs> replies to my tweet like the official Vans account. And they're like, best dad. And I was like, well, oh, best shoe company ever is calling me the best dad. We're good. We're good. I'm good to go. All right. Uh, this story out of Cleveland. This one is not a direct experience uh, for myself. But a story out of Cleveland. And I, I, we always joke about this at Halloween. And people say, oh, people are going to give out marijuana candy. Uh, we actually had an instance not giving out marijuana candy. Uh, but a nine-year-old in Cleveland, actually took some uh, weed gummy bears from his mother, brought them to school. He had actually found them on a table at home. And when you read the story, it sounds like his his mother and some friends and his aunt were, were doing a little partying. Like, too much. There's nothing wrong with having a party, having a beer, you know, too much. Too much partying. And didn't pay attention. He took them off the table, brought them to school, and gave them to some of his classmates. So he and all his classmates were, of course, brought to the hospital. Uh, fortunately, I guess, and fortunately, yes, but uh, like, I, I still don't understand because if these kids had had these gummy bears, uh, only the nine-year-old had tested positive for marijuana, so I, I don't know exactly what the story was there. Maybe the kids had different gummy, whatever it might have been, um, but it's just fair warning. It's fair warning. The mother was arrested, and it seems like she just wasn't careful, like I said, uh, but it's fair warning to everybody. Be, just be smart. Just be smart. And even if you're a medical marijuana user, a recreational marijuana user, don't have candies sitting out on a table where you're like nine, nine years old. The kid is very, very well aware of what's going on around them. It's candy. They're going to eat some candy. So don't just be smart. Be smart. Oh, man. We're getting short on time here. I don't think we're going to get through much tech. Uh, I want to share this story with you real quick. Um... No, no, I'm not even going to share that. I'm going to share that with you next week. Let's see what we have. Uh, but I did find an article. This one showed up in the New York Times. Uh, there's recent studies that found that helicopter parenting can actually be beneficial. For many, many, many years, we thought that helicopter parenting was a terrible, terrible thing. Uh, and we're finding now, based on some studies, that it could be beneficial. Um, and it's interesting because they are saying there's a balance, though. You know, you don't want to be... Two helicopter mom. Uh, in the Asian community, they call them tiger moms. That's a, that's a term that's used. Uh, tiger, I think they use tiger dads too. Tiger mom. So there's definitely a balance. Uh, but when you look at it, there it does make sense for these changes. And it's because of, it's for economic reasons. And the success and income difference that between jobs nowadays compared to 50 years ago, you know, Nowadays, we are at a point where a college degree gets you considerably more money. And back then it did too, but you could go into the workforce without a college degree and still support a family and buy a house and everything else. We've hit a point where that's tough to do. And that's why helicopter parenting is becoming more popular. Because the wage gap is so big. And so these kids need the extra support to then move on to college and all those other things and have a little more support on their way and not kind of end up on the wrong side of that wage gap. Um, I think there can be benefits to helicopter parenting. 
I think some people would call me a helicopter parent to an extent. Not crazy, but to an extent. Um, but I think it's to each their own. Don't be overbearing on your child. Young child, teenager, whatever it might be. Just don't be overbearing. Uh, and make sure they're enjoying their development. That's that's what it comes down to. Not every kid out there wants to be a doctor. Not every kid out there is going to enjoy being a doctor. That's it's just fact of the matter. So helicopter parent all you want. Just make sure that your children's best interest and well-being is your top priority. All right, let's move on to some mental health. I had some, these are some, this one really spoke to me. It's funny how much this one spoke to me. Uh, there's an article from, I don't even, Town and Country. This one came out of Town and Country. Uh, and it talks about how cleaning and organizing can be good for your mental health. And this came up recently, most recently, because of the Marie Kondo series that's on Netflix or whatever channel it's on. I've watched a little bit of it. It gives me anxiety because go, she goes into some houses that I'm just like, how do you live like that? So the popularity is bringing a lot of this to light. And so it's twofold. Studies show that clutter can be detrimental to your mental health. I can speak to this. I, I can't be around clutter. I can't. It gives me anxiety. I can't do it. I clean my house on a daily basis. I'm a recondo the shit out of this house on a daily basis. Not even. I'm not even exaggerating. You can ask my wife. Ask my friends to come over. I, I, it's a constant process for me. Uh, but there's another interesting thing that I had never really thought of. And that is they're finding that cleaning is something that can make you feel in control when there are other things that are super stressful, such as your job security, politics, whatever else it might be, where you don't necessarily have full control over it. You have full control over organizing and decluttering your house, apartment, room, car, whatever it might be. So it absolutely makes sense. It helps. It helps me personally. It works for me. Uh, and I'll tell you, I have a, a and this article actually talked about people preferring to stay home on a Friday night um, and, and actually clean their house as opposed to going out and drinking and all this other stuff. So that's interesting. Uh, and, and for me personally, I totally get that. Many, many years ago before I even met my wife, I actually had a horrible, horrible, for, I, not horrible, just a bad first date. And I was just like, oh, I'm over this. And I like, I kind of ended it as soon as I could. And I was just like, I'm going to, I got to go home. And I went home and actually painted my bathroom. <laughs> I lived with two other guys that lived in very much a bachelor pad townhouse, big townhouse. And I painted the main bathroom, which was my bathroom and my other roommate's bathroom, painted it, which that's not the same as cleaning. But to me, that was better and more therapeutic than, than going on a first date. It was more enjoyable to me uh, than, than going on a date, which I was not enjoying. I just wasn't enjoying it. So I've been there. I've been there. All right, I'm going to save this one as well. We are so short on time. Uh, I will tell you, here's, here's what I want to say. Maybe it's not cleaning, decluttering. But we got, we got to do is find your own therapy, your own happy place. Whatever that might be. For me, it's obviously cleaning, decluttering. Uh, but another one for me, and a huge one for me, is live shows and music. It's live shows and music. For a lot of people, it's exercise. But for me, it's, it's live shows. It's therapeutic to me. I absolutely love it. And on top of that, it's really also exercise at the same time because you get music and exercise because it's constant movement. Both exercise and music. Uh, and in fact, I'm going to two shows in April. <laughs> two different shows in April. I'm going to see the Interrupters at the Observatory in Santa Ana. That bad boy is sold out, so if you don't have your tickets, do not come join me down there because you can't. 
Uh, and also hitting up Beach... Uh, no, I, I keep doing this because there's two different ones. I was going to say Beach City Blitz. Back to the Beach Festival uh, down there in Huntington Beach. That one is happening August, uh, April 27th and 28th. So if you're interested in that one, Blink-182 is headlining on Saturday. I'm going to be checking them out as well as the entire Saturday lineup, not hitting up Sunday. Uh, the only disappointing thing there is Less Than Jake, which is probably a top... May, might be a top five, definitely a top ten band of mine is playing a different day. And I just I was like, I can't go to... T- <laughs> too old to go to two days. Uh, so that's going to be some therapy for me in April. But definitely come come join me. <laughs> come join me. Uh, come hang out. Rock out. See some Blink, some other good bands. Uh, Real Big Fish, Safe Ferris. Can't remember all the other bands. They used. There's some good bands playing that one. That's going to be a little bit of therapy for me come April. And this is extremely important. I bring this up, especially because of this staggering statistic uh, that I got. Uh, this one came from Ozzy, but it's based on uh, a, a major study. Um that suicides are up worldwide, not just in the United States of America, worldwide. Uh, suicide deaths, deaths by suicide, um, last year actually increased 6.7% since 1990. 6.7% 1990. Uh, and that's insane. I, I get it, but that's, that's the unfortunate byproduct of the world we live in. Uh, and, and we just need to do better. We need to do better. Be kind to each other. Help each other out. Do better. Totally skipped this one. Um, All right, let's move on to some tech. Man. I'm going to run through this tech stuff. All right, for those of you in the market for a Ring doorbell, they've actually got a crazy deal at Costco right now. Uh, It's $50 less than Amazon, plus you get a couple freebies with it. So if you're a Costco member and you're in the market for a Ring doorbell, that is the newest generation Ring doorbell. Check them out. Highly recommend Ring doorbells. I've got one on my own house. Uh, Sneaky, sneaky Apple and AT&T. They are basically lying to consumers. Uh, New AT&T iPhone update shows 5GE on their thing. 5GE is simply the name for their 4G network. It's not actually 5G. However, you know some smug iPhone owners are going to be running around going, I get 5G. 5G doesn't exist, (laughs) douchebag. They just call it 5GE to make dumb people like you think you have 5G. Hmm. It's branding, marketing. You're dumb. Uh, Apple, though, even though they're doing shady things, they did do one good thing recently. Uh, They're going to compensate the teenage whistleblower uh, who pointed out the FaceTime bug that was going around. If you're not familiar with that one, check it out. But they are going to give him some cheddar, uh, hook him up for, for pointing that out and helping them out. Some good news from Skype. If you still use Skype, I do use it on occasion. Uh, They have a new feature now. You can blur the background during video calls. This seems like a no-brainer to me. Why would you not want to, like, not always blur the background, but blur it quite a bit? I mean, it's just, just, you know, common sense. Blur the background. Even if it looks fine back there, like, you don't know what's going to (laughs) happen. Like, my two-year-old could come running here. Ah! Never know. Blur the background. Oh, Instagram. Oh, Instagram. Did you guys know that there is such a thing as IGTV? Yes, that's Instagram TV, IGTV. Apparently, it's been around for like a year. I don't watch any of it. I'm barely on Instagram other than looking at pictures of my own kid and other people's kids, my friend's kids that post cute photos. That's really all I do on Instagram. I don't do a lot of Instagramming. Is that even a word, Instagramming? I don't know. Uh, But apparently, they have IGTV, and it's going to be showing up in your home feed. You're going to see IGTV previews in your home feed now. And you know what I got to say? Seriously, like, just calm down. 
calm down on the video streaming everywhere. It's ridiculous. Like, have you guys ever clicked on the Facebook watch section of your Facebook feed? It's horrible. It's horrible. Absolutely. Uh, so everyone just needs to calm the fuck down because I'm serious. I'm, I'm like, I'm done with it. We don't need streaming on everything. We don't need freaking videos on everything. Uh, hashtag Instagramming. I hope someone's hashtag Instagramming this. Maybe we'll be on IGTV. I don't want to be on IGTV. Please don't put me on IGTV. Anybody. Don't. Don't. It just sounds dumb. Uh, we have YouTube for video stuff. I know I'm live on Facebook right now because that's where we started and that's just where we've been. We got YouTube for video stuff. Everyone calm down. Instagram's for photos. Just photos. I don't want to see a bunch of other stuff. Photos. Put your photos up there. Call it a day. Facebook, some family photos. Keep in touch with your relatives. Post dumb stuff to your feed. Done. You don't need all this other stuff. Facebook classifieds and Facebook dating and Facebook watch. And, like, calm down. That's enough. That's enough. You know, On YouTube now, you can just post stuff on YouTube. Like, you don't post a video. You just post a thing. Like, look at this picture. We have Instagram and Facebook for that, people. It's astounding. Absolutely astounding. All right, let's get into some common sense. It's funny. I was actually going to share this one for next week uh, because next week, I'm looking at the date right now. Uh, spend your Valentine's Day with your favorite podcast host, the one and only Sean O'Rourke, because that's next Thursday. I'm still debating if we're going to do the show. Uh, we most likely will. I don't take my wife out on Valentine's Day. Uh, I, I don't. I prefer to cook her dinner at home because you're getting a shitty dinner for much more expensive than you're going to pay the other 364 days of the year. Uh, so we go to dinners other times of the year, and especially now that I have a two-year-old, I'm able to make dinner for my wife and daughter. Uh, and then, you know, eh, she gets some flowers and stuff, and she gets me a little something. I get my daughter a little Valentine's I have the past two years. is going to be her third one. She was very young for her first one, uh, obviously, because she was born in November. Uh, so we'll probably be on because my wife is like, it's Valentine's. I don't care. <laughs> like, and, and we'll do a dinner like the, the night after, which will be on Friday night. So that'll be nice, actually. Uh, however, I and I was saving this for next week. However, I felt the need to share it with anyone out there that might be interested because you need to you're going to need this information before February 14th. Uh, there is a company called Plus One. They're giving away 250 bullet vibrators. That's right. Make sure your kids aren't listening. Uh, bullet 250 bullet vibrators, free vibrators for Valentine's Day. And they're giving them to anyone recently single before Valentine's Day. They do have a form on their website you're going to have to go fill out. I'm not going to share the form. I'm just just go find it. Uh, Plus One is the name of the company. Go find it. Uh, and it totally makes sense to me. Totally makes sense. This, this is a drop in the bucket, the cost of 250 vibrators based on the amount of, of buzz that they're going to get. Because uh, seriously, like, do we talk about vibrators on Go Tell Us The Wall podcast? No. Are we talking about them tonight? Yeah. So good job. Good job, Plus One. You, you done well. Uh, uh, Game of Thrones fans. We got some Game of Thrones fans out there? Yeah, of course we do, because everyone's a freaking Game of Thrones fan. Uh, Adidas just recently announced that there are Game of Thrones-themed themed sneakers coming. Game of Thrones-themed sneakers from Adidas. I will tell you, I've seen pictures of these, and they're they're basically like they're the typical Adidas running shoe uh, with different colors and you wouldn't know that they were actually Game of Thrones shoes unless someone told you and except for this little tag on the back of each one that says like winter is here uh, and I think it's they're basically themed to all the different families or houses or whatever the hell you want to call them in Game of Thrones uh, I'm cool Adidas uh, no thanks but if you're interested in that go for it Gucci Oh my, I'm going to run out of time, but uh, I want to talk about this one. Gucci. They released a sweater, and it is a sweater that the neck pulls up and over your face like this. 
and covers your nose and your face. There is then a hole for where your lips go, and there's a big red line around the hole for the lips. Sweaters colored black. So, of course, we've seen this is a blatant disregard for the fact that blackface is completely unacceptable. Completely unacceptable. Uh, but much like we talked about the vibrators here, and everyone's up in arms. Gucci, what are you doing? And they're tweeting at Gucci. What are you doing? Here's the thing. Gucci's a big company. You're going to tell me there was nobody there? that could? Because this isn't like kind of insensitive has a saying on it where you're like, okay, I could see how they... This is basically like putting blackface on a sweater with big red lips, which is like, it just, they're like, it's basically like someone did blackface and Gucci was like, hold my beer. Like, I just, it's astounding to me. But here's the thing. You know, they freaking knew what they were doing. They fucking knew it. And they put it out there because what's happening right now, Gucci is all up in the news right now. And you know, there's a bunch of people out there that don't care about blackface. And you know, there's a bunch of people out there that are going to buy this freaking sweater because they think it's stupid that people get offended by blackface. And you know what? I'm glad none of those motherfuckers listen to this podcast. It's astounding to me. I will never wear another Gucci thing for the rest of my life. I don't think I own anything Gucci. I, I'm not a designer guy. I, I wear some Calvin Klein. I wear some Calvin Klein and some Hugo Boss. Those, those are my suits. I do some Calvin Klein and some Hugo Boss suits. I, like, I'm not a designer guy, though. This is a Vans sweater I'm wearing. This is a Vans t-shirt. And I'm pantsless. <laughs> I've actually got pants on. Everyone calm down. You're not going to catch anything if I accidentally stand up. Uh, but yeah, I'm not a designer guy. But I, I will definitely not be buying anything Gucci. I will make sure my wife is not buying anything Gucci. And I would encourage anyone out there not to buy anything Gucci because clearly they did this on purpose. Uh, and I'm going to leave you with this. I had a couple other things that I didn't get to. Maybe we'll talk about them next week. Michelle Carter, you stupid bitch. Uh, we'll talk about her next week. Uh, this one, though. Well, real quick, uh, Sierra Nevada, one of my favorite breweries out there, still fully independent. This is uh, just a quick thing. They've got a new can design. Keep an eye out for that if you're a Sierra Nevada enjoyer the way I am. However, I will end the podcast with this. There's a British company that discovered a new worm. It's a worm-like amphibian. I don't know if it's a worm. It's a worm-like amphibious creature that was discovered and so, of course, they discovered it. They get to they got to name it. Here's what they named it. Where the hell is the? Oh my gosh, no! I'm reading this wrong. Uh, a company paid thirty one thousand two hundred fifty dollars to name the species. This is a again. <laughs> this is a worm-like amphibian creature. And Enviro Build, good on you. Thank you for paying the money to name this worm amphibious creature after the Orange Menace. They named it after Trump. I don't like to say his name, but they named it something something Trump scientific species name. We'll unscience it next week based on the hashtag unscience an animal, and then we'll, we'll fill you in on all that and, and have a little more fun with it. No, we probably won't, but I did find that very amusing. Thank you very much, Enviro Build, uh, for paying that and, and embarrassing the crap out of the orange menace i hope he's i hope he's like is seeing this in a twitter feed and he's like god damn it like i just my favorite orange menace is just envisioning him like scowling at a phone and smoke just coming out of his ears like that's the only orange menace that makes me remotely happy there's another orange menace that would make me remotely happy but i can't talk about it on here because then black helicopters come and people gonna be knocking on my door okay on that note that's gonna finish it up for us this week 
That's right. We will be back next week. Same wall place. Same wall time. Thank you all for joining. Thank you very much, Chris, for being here. Uh, tell Bridget I'm, we missed her tonight. I'm sure she's just busy with the kids or had something else going on. Uh, but thank you to Bridget, as usual, for helping us out between episodes, as she always does. Uh, thank you to all of you out there for supporting. Please, 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 please share. Use that hashtag support indie podcasts uh, as you're sharing everything. Get more and more of the word out there. YouTube is like still killing it, still killing it. Oh, and as I forgot, to, I forgot to mention at the top of the show, new website content coming next week. So bookmark seanaworklive.com uh, and definitely make sure you're following us on Twitter at Tell the Wall Pod and at Magic Muppet. And of course, on Facebook, facebook.com slash go tell it to the wall. Oh, that's what it is. Bridget and Chris are just doing a double take on me. I, that makes, I don't know why I wasn't thinking that. Um, I just figured you guys got two kids at home. I just like, I don't know how you do it with the two. I got one and I'm like, ah, uh, anyway. And also, uh, on YouTube head on over there. Cause like I said, YouTube is just killing it right now. Uh, we need to get a few more subscribers, but it's killing it. We're getting like views upon views upon views. Uh, and apparently check out episode 73 live feed. Cause that's the one that's just been killing it. I, I got to go back and rewatch it and figure out why. Uh, yeah, and that's going to do it for us. This has been episode 85 of Go Tell to the Wall podcast. We'll be back next week with possibly a Valentine's Day special. I don't know. We'll have fun with it. Uh, but this has been episode 85 of Go Tell to the Wall podcast. I am your favorite podcast host, the one and only Sean O'Rourke. And if you've got any complaints about that, you can go tell them to a wall. But always remember, wall fans, common censors, podcast consumers, social media world. No matter what you do, no matter where you go, no matter who you're with, no matter why you are doing it, always, always use common sense.